We're glad you guys are, are here this morning, and we're in this series entitled Word, and as Pastor Chach has already alluded to, today I have a word for, for teenagers, a word for teenagers. So I'm glad you guys are down here in the splash zone. This is kind of like SeaWorld. This is where Shamu splashes everybody, so you guys are going to get the double anointing this, this morning, but uh, uh, we are, th- th- this word today, though, listen, some of you are checking out and go, crap, why did we come to this church? We're t- talking to, to teenagers today. No, no, this is a word for every one of us, I believe. I believe it's for young and old. Some of you like to still think you're young at heart, right? And, and uh, so I, I believe that this is a, a, a word for, for, for all of us. Uh, but, but today in particular, I, I've selected to, to speak to, to our students, our, our, our teenagers. I, I, I love students. Uh, for 16 years, I, I was a youth pastor and I worked with, with teenagers and Man, I've skied every ski area in North America, and I've eaten every flavor and brand of pizza known to mankind. I've consumed enormous amounts of carbonated beverages. That's why I look this way, guys. It's all for the sake of the gospel, okay? That's why I look this way. So uh, uh, glorified bodies one day in eternity. Amen. Somebody come and go with me. I'll go all day today. Um, but, but I love students, and, and, and I, love, I love students for so many reasons, and, 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 but, but I, I love them because I believe that they're still hungry. They're, they're searching. They're longing for answers. They're longing for the truth. They're, 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 still, they're still moldable, and, and, and there's an opportunity that we have to, to reach them. And so I, I want to echo what Pastor, Pastor Chacha alluded to earlier, that if, if you're a student grades 6 through 12, or if you're a parent of a student in grades 6 through, 6 through 12, and get them here. What, what's happening here on Wednesday nights is, I mean, it is absolutely incredible. In fact, parents, if you're kind of just down in the dumps and you need to pick me up or you need to kick in the seat on Wednesdays, we would invite you to come at 6.30 to 7.30 with our middle school students or even 7.45 to 8.45 with our high school kids. It is awesome. It is awesome. And you can come and get some high fives and hugs and just get excited. But, uh, but I, I, I love what God is doing here at the Hill. So Pastor Chase and Pastor Danny, see you guys sitting over here next to the fire extinguisher. That's important to know. And um, so thank you guys, because I am on fire. <laughs> this pastor's on fire. <laughs> Sorry. Everybody over the age of 30 is going, what did he just do? It's Alicia Keys. Google. Anyway, today I have a word for teenagers, and here's our word today. The word is important. Important. Say important. I believe that there's some important things that we have that God wants to speak into the lives of students today, but I also believe that there's a word for all of us here, every one of us. And I just want to start from the very beginning where you have to start with students. If there's anything that I believe is the most important thing in life, it's this, God. God is important. Are you with me? In fact, in the book of John, chapter 22, it says there was a religious leader that came to Jesus and said, Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? And Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your what? God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. So see, we, we, we need to start there this morning. You you need to understand that to love God is is the most, I believe, the most important thing in all of life. You have to start with the beginning. You have to start with God. You you have to start with this God who who made you. You you have to start with this God who, 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 who knows you. He's got a great plan. There's a trajectory that he has for your life. You have to start with this God who, oh, let's just say he loves you. He loves you like no one else 
could love you. He loved you so much that he gave up his only son, whose name was Jesus. He came and he gave up his life so that you, check this out, so that you could have a life. So many times we're like, oh, get a life, get a life. Yeah, Jesus came so that you could have a life. We have to start with that. You need to know, students, that, that, that God is important. In fact, I believe that without loving God with all of our heart, no matter what else happens in life, nothing will be right. You, you can have a, a, a big portfolio. You, you can have awards and accolades all around your room. You, you can have friends galore on, on social media. You, you, you can have the, the, the prime parking spot at, at Bernie High or Champion High or Bandera High at TMI at Comfort. You can, ha- you can have all that. But if you don't have God, I'm telling you, that stuff doesn't matter. God is important. He's important. And we started this series with a word for the church, and we started with this word first. Here's what I believe. If you have this first part right... If God is numero uno, that means number one, I'm bilingual. If God is number one, if he is right, if you have that part right, everything else in your life, even if it falls apart, even if things go sideways, listen, you'll be all right. Am I making sense so far? God is important. I believe, secondly, that church is important. Church is important. Now listen, I know that there are so many people, even in this room today, that have so many ideas about this thing called church. Some of us have been hurt by the church. Some of us have, have, have had people in the church let us down. We've had people in the church say ugly things about us and treat us wrong. And for some of us, we just have some negative, tainted, ugly views of this thing called the church, right? Some of us have been hurt by the church, right? So some of you used to have preachers that preach so hard and get all sweaty, and they just scream and yell at you for like an hour and you left leaving like there is no hope for me. (laughs) There is no way that I will ever be able to measure up. Am I talking to anybody? Some of us have such a negative view and concept of this thing called church, but I want you to know something. This thing called church is important and it's not perfect. It's not because it's made up of people and people are just weird and people do crazy things. And people don't act right sometimes, right? How many of you sitting next to somebody said, he's talking to you? Who am I talking about, right? But church is important. Listen, this thing called the church, I'm not talking about the, the, the hazer and lights in the building and all. I'm talking about the body, those that are gathered. This thing called the church is important. And in an environment like this, hopefully this is a place, students, where you can continue to go and learn, You're you're, you're learning things that are helping you become this young man, this young woman that that God desires and dreams that you would become. This ought to be a place where where you can serve, whether you're up here on the platform leading leading the church, leading the charge through worship. By the way, did you know that right now, back in our kids' ministry, NT Kids, man, I'm telling you, I'm so thankful that, that there are students that are serving because we would be in the deep weeds without them volunteering and serving this morning, Right? We, we, we have so many that are serving right now, pouring into to little kids, singing Jesus Loves Me, and I'm sure they're consuming enormous amounts of goldfish. <laughs> I kind of want to go join them right now, right? You know church is better with a goldfish in your mouth. 
But this ought to be a place where you can serve. I, I tell students, hey, listen, even when you leave and you go off somewhere, see, I see the young Jacob Chester here. Jacob Chester, University of Mary Hardin Baylor, Crusaders, Cole Dunaway, number 18, football player, University of Mary Hardin, but they're here today. Listen, and I would tell these guys, listen, when you go, when you leave, you need to find a church where the word of God is taught. We, we, we love the Bible. Anybody like the Bible? But you need to find a place where you can serve. It's important. This thing called the church ought to be a place where you guys can connect with, with other Christians, other people that are pursuing you and, 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 and as you pursue Jesus Christ. Listen, whatever you guys, young or old, think about this thing called the church. Listen, I just want to let you know something. This thing called the church, this is the group that God works through to accomplish his plan on earth. This thing called the church is important. So many of us have such a negative concept about this thing called the church, and maybe for some Valerie's, but let me just tell you something. Church is important. And, and I would go so far as that you need to, to love the church. Listen, saying I need Jesus, but not the church, is like saying I love Jesus, but not the things he stands for. Go ahead and pull that phone out, take a picture. Or if you've got our app, it's already in your notes right now. You know that's right. There's so many, oh, I love Jesus, I love Jesus. But man, the church, I could care less. I'm telling you, Jesus loves the church. He established it, it is his. It is this thing called the church that one day he will blow the trumpet and there might be some gongs that are going off too, in which he's gonna come back for. It's this thing called the church. The church is important. Teenagers, you need to know that. I would also say this, parents are important. What? Yeah, they are. Parents are important. Listen, I know that there have been times in which you wish you could just trade your parents for somebody else's. You know, somebody else's mom always has better food, right? Somebody else's parents always give them more freedom and liberties, right? Somebody else's parents always give them a better car to drive or this. Why, 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 why? Some of you adults, you know what I'm talking about because you thought that when you were a teenager too. You wanted to get rid of your parents, Right? Well, listen, parents are important. And I know that so many of you teenagers think that, you know, your parents are so out of the loop. They, they just don't have a clue. But, but let me just share something with you today. God, God places great value in, and, and he expects parents to play a huge role in your life. For, for, for 18 years, God has entrusted you to them. And he's, he's given them 18 years to kind of pour into you and, and instruct you in the ways of the Lord that they are to provide for you. They are to, to show you love. They are to, to show you and give you acceptance. You, your parents ought to be the biggest cheerleaders and greatest encouragers in your life right now. Listen, that is God's desire for your mom and your dad. And he's placed you there. And I know throughout the Bible, we continually, continually, we're reminded of, of things like we're to honor our parents, right? Students, you've heard that. You, 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 you've seen that. I mean, it was one of the, the commandments that, that Moses brought down from God. These are not just things that Moses made up on a whim up on the mountain. 
No, but God gave him these words, and we know that we're to honor our parents. In fact, in Paul's letter to, to the Ephesians in chapter 6, verses 1 through 3, these first three verses, he's kind of reminding the readers and his audience of, of how we're to honor the parents. He says, children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. Remember, that's what it says in Exodus. He goes on this in Deuteronomy. It says, this is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you and you will have a long life on earth. I mean, who wouldn't want that? Who, who wouldn't want things to go well for them? Who, who, who wouldn't want a, a long life on earth? And, and, and Paul is reminding his readers that, listen, listen, honor your father and mother. Things go well. You see, students, to honor your fathers and mothers is to honor Christ. It is to honor our Lord and, and our Father in heaven. And as you go on to read in Ephesians chapter 6, it says we should obey because, listen, I obey my parents. I, I honor them because I belong to the Lord. And for whatever reason in his divine plan, his grand scheme, he has placed me with my parents for a particular reason and a purpose. Yeah. Your parents are important. Honor them. And listen, I, I, I'm a grown man. I'm, I'm, I'm older than 30, just barely, but I'm a little bit older. And, and, and my mom and my dad, in fact, my mom called this week and she said, what are you, what are you speaking on this week? And, and I didn't want to tell her because I was afraid she'd show up and, <laughs> and start critiquing and, and, and maybe even tell some stories about what I was like when I was young. But I have to still honor and respect and love. And their parents are going to be parents the rest of your life. And mom still gets up in my business. She still gets mad when I don't call. She still gets frustrated when I don't show up. And if I don't come for Christmas, you would think that Christmas is destroyed forever. I single-handedly have ruined it. But your parents are important students and honor them. Am I making sense so far? Here's another thing that's important, your friends. Friends are important, aren't they? I love this verse in Proverbs chapter 17, verse 17. It says this, a friend is always loyal and a brother is born to help in time of need. Hey, teenagers, you know that you're more affected by your friends more than anything else, aren't you? In fact, there, there, there are sometimes, you know, you're more affected by, by your friends than your parents and, and your youth pastors or even combined. Teenagers want friends. In fact, I, I believe that really that is the deepest need of, of every one of us that are living and breathing in this room today. All of us, don't we long to, to, whether we're young or old, don't we just long to have these enduring friendships? Don't we long to have friends that are loyal? Is there any adult in here that says, oh, no, I just want disloyal friends? No. You, you want friends that are loyal. You, you, you want somebody that will be with you in that time of need. Am I, am I talking to somebody? We, we all long for this. We all long for these great friends, these true friends. In fact, I, I believe that a true friend is a, is a great treasure. But check this out. The wrong kind of friend is the greatest danger. A great friend is a true treasure, but the wrong kind of friend is, 
is the greatest danger that I believe a teenager can possibly have. Now, when we talk about friends, listen, students, there, there are two categories of friends. There, there are casual friends and, and then there are, there are intimate friends. Now, now, now casual friends are, are not the kind of friends that, that I'm talking about when I say that, that a friend can either help or, or, or hurt you. We're, we're, we're to have casual friends that, that, that we can influence, that we can minister to. But this does not mean that, that casual friends necessarily are to become your, your intimate friends. You need intimate friends. You need casual friends. But you need those friends that are intimate as well with you. Friends that will push you forward in your pursuit of all things that are right, good. Those things that are of God. And just let me remind you what scripture says about your friends. Proverbs chapter 13 verse 20 says this. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. How many of you know, how many of you, by a show of hands, would say, you know what? Bad company corrupts good character. Anybody, anybody ever hang out with some lousy people? Anybody still hang out with lousy people? Some of you? Yeah, I see that hand. I love this promise from Scripture that if I walk with wise people, here's what happens. Wise rubs off on me. If I'm hanging out with wise people, check this out, I'm going to become a little bit wiser. But, but listen, if I also hang out with foolish people, if I hang out with lousy people, guess what? Lousy and foolish also rubs off on you. And here's the problem with lousy and foolish. You get in trouble. That, that, that's Bible. You get in trouble. It doesn't say that it might come. Another translation of scripture says, you will suffer harm. So students, listen, here's the deal. This is not just for me. I'm not this good. God is. God says, listen, if, if, you, do, if you want to steer clear of trouble, hang out with wise people. Hang out with good people. Now, I know that your parents never made poor decisions with the friends that they hung out with. No, that's, it's, it's today's problem in a culture today, right? No, parents... Listen to me. I think that sometimes you need to remind yourself of what you were like when you were a teenager. You, 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 there's probably a good chance that some of you listened to some music that your parents didn't approve of. Am I talking to anybody? Yep, yep. Um, there's probably a good chance that, that, that some of you uh, probably watched some things or even said some things from your sweet little mouth that your mama and daddy didn't approve of. Am I talking to anybody? Let me see those hands. Yeah, yeah. And I know that back in the day, the greatest problem and struggle for you might have been chewing gum in class, right? Um, but you probably made some poor decisions. And parents, I think that sometimes we just need to remind ourselves of what we were like when we were younger. Maybe sometimes we could give a little bit more grace knowing that, you know what? Okay, yeah, yeah I listened to that. I, I'll never forget, I, I, I grew up on, on, on country music. That was all I was allowed to listen to. Now, when I was listening to country, it was dirty country. It was that old Merle Haggard, Willie Nelson. It was the, you know, you know, not good music. You know, it was, and I'm sitting there going, why in the world? I remember one time I snuck in the, the what were the small album, 45s? Was that the smallest records? Records? How many of you remember records? Yeah. The small record, was that the 45? My friend, I snuck in Celebration by Cool and the Gang. Scandalous! 
I put that on my little record player in my room and man, I was celebrating good time. And my mom walked in. You would have thought that I was listening to some backward masking, you know, ELO or something crazy like that. They're like, you know, sing to the devil. You would, you know? And I'm going, whoa, man, I got whooped. I got whooped because of that. Friends are important. Parents, sometimes maybe we need to remind ourselves of what we were like back in the day. But students, I want to remind you of this promise. Scripture says if you walk with the wise, you become wise. But if you associate with foolish people, you will get in trouble. You will suffer harm. Listen, a true friend is somebody who's faithful. A true friend is somebody that encourages you. A a true friend is someone, students, listen, that makes you better. (laughs) In fact, hey, parents. A true friend is somebody who is faithful and encourages you and makes you better. Some of you might need to clean some house today with some of the people you run with. I believe that one of the marks of a true friend, a godly friend, is is whether you are a better person as having been around them. Or, or, Or maybe they're a better person because they've been around you. Listen, a true friend is someone that will challenge you. A true friend is someone that is strong enough to say, hey, listen, what you're doing is wrong, and I love you too much to continue to let you live like that. Do you have someone like that in your life? Do do, do you receive that when someone speaks into your life that way? That's a true friend. Uh, Proverbs 27, 17 is, says, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Do you have people in your life that are sharpening you, making you better? You need that. And parents, can, look, can, hey, hey, teenagers, can I just talk to your parents for a while? Pa- parents, listen, your kids are going to be like their friends that they run with. That they already are like them, or they're soon going to become like the people they're spending their time with. When I was in youth ministry, I don't know how many times I heard this time and time, when I would ask a question, hey, why do you smoke? The reply was always, I had a friend. Or when I would visit with a student about their alcohol and consuming alcohol, and by the way, that's illegal for you if you're underage. It's just illegal. And parents, some of you are providing it. And that makes me, I'm disgusted with that. Sorry. But when I would ask, hey, why do you drink? I had a friend. Or hey, how did you get hooked on pornography? Where did you first see this? I saw it at a friend's house. Parents, some of you don't know what your kids' friends are like. And I'm just telling you, you need to know. You need to listen to your students' conversations. You need to take notice of how they dress. You need to pay attention to the music they listen to. And by the way, can I just tell you something? If your kid has a cell phone that you pay for, that is your cell phone. It is. If... Yeah, students are going, shut up, Pastor Jason. No, I'm just, if, if your students have a computer that you bought, you get to look at what's on that. You, you need to. 
If your student has a password, know it. My, my wife knows my passwords. And she's able to get up in my business and see what I'm looking at and what's happening. Listen, it's just a big deal. Parents, bottom line is you need to know who your kids are hanging around with. And, and I believe that you can evaluate the spiritual condition of your children just by looking at their friends. You can. Can we move on? Character and integrity are important. Say character. Integrity. Character and integrity are important. Listen, no matter how successful you are in terms of the arts or how successful you are in sports, or no matter how successful you are in academic achievement, listen, it matters little if you have failed to set the moral compass for your life. It doesn't matter. How many times do we see it in in culture today? Athletes that have so many awards and accolades and make millions of dollars, yet they are sorry individuals. Their character is is, is not someone that you would want your kid to pursue after, right? Or in the arts. or How many smart people do you know? They're just lousy role models. (laughs) You know, it doesn't matter. The most important thing that you can set students in your life is your moral compass. Listen, good character is a greater measure of your success than all the awards and honors that will decorate your walls. It is. Your character. And parents, listen, I know that training our children up in virtue, it's a daily task that is more taxing than than nagging about piano practice or driving the carpool. I know that it's it's harder than who's going to babysit and watch them. Listen, it's difficult. I get that. But I'm telling you, it's so rewarding to set our kids on a trajectory, a moral trajectory of life that, that just honors the Lord. And it builds this thing called character. Listen, upright character is an important ingredient in in any person's life, isn't it? Don't you want to be around people of of good character? Character is is the guard of your reputation. And it's a necessity for success in in any sphere of life. Listen, without character, nations and businesses and churches and, and families, listen, they crumble and they fall into moral disarray. However, as important as as character is, that second word that I had is even more important. And that's the word integrity. This word integrity occurs, it occurs 16 times in, in the Bible. And is without a doubt one of the most important words in all of Scripture, integrity. Integrity is a big deal. In fact, some, some of you may be contractors or, or your engineers. Contractors and engineers oftentimes refer to, to the integrity of, of steel, right? There are times when you can have two pieces of steel that, 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 that look, they both look great on, on, on the outside. There, there's really no apparent difference between, between the, the, the two, but, but what they do is they will put that steel under something called stress. And, and when it's put under stress, they're able to determine whether or not that steel will be able to support the weight. And the reason one piece of steel 
doesn't support the weight is because it lacks integrity, they say. And the reason the other piece of steel does hold up under the stress is because it has integrity. What's the difference between integrity and character? Character is a matter of doing right over and over until it becomes a part of your life. Many of you parents have have taught your child to to get up in the morning and to make his bed and to get dressed and maybe to to spend some time with the Lord and in the word, maybe to do their chores, brush your teeth. You've taught all these things. You you teach your children to to treat adults with with respect. You you teach them diligence. You teach your children patience. You you teach them how to have a, a good work ethic. And when they learn all of those things, all, they, they, they begin to do those things without thinking about it. They're displaying character. Character, so, somebody once put it this way. Character is, is doing right by habit. It, it's simply doing, doing the right thing automatically. When I come to an intersection and there's a red light or a red sign next to it, I am to stop at that intersection. I was taught that by, by my driver education teacher, Coach Philip Wilbanks. He taught me that. You remember when driver education was done at school? Remember that? Before school, loved it. And he taught us that this is what you do. If you don't do this, there are consequences, but you do it automatically. I just so every time I see it, it just happens. I just do it. Now, integrity, it, it is character, but it's more than character. You see, integrity is actually, I believe, more important than, than character. And integrity is, is character that truly doesn't come from just rote or what somebody tells It comes from my heart. Char- character, I mean, integrity is, is, it is, it is it's resolute. It, it, it is character that, that can't be changed or, or polluted. You see what I'm saying? I've seen so many young people, and we hear stories from, from our students time and time again. I've seen, I've seen so many young people who, who, who come from homes where their parents were, were not Christians, and they had no interest in, in Christianity, but, but the student comes, and, and they give their life to Jesus. They, they get saved, whether that be at the hill or whether that be at, at a send or, 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 or a youth conference of some sort, and, and these young people get saved, and get saved and they, they get excited and they, they allow the Holy Spirit to, to work in their lives and, and, and he begins to produce integrity in them. And there's this dramatic change that happens. I love it. And before long, what we've seen is we see students saying, I want to do the right thing. I want to. It doesn't matter what anyone else says or does. I'm going to do what's right. It's producing integrity. In fact, I believe that if there's anything that our culture needs, if there's anything that is needed in, 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 in young men of today, it's this thing called integrity. Young men, listen to me. In fact, old men, listen to me. We simply need to have this resolve in our hearts and our souls that says, I'm going to do the right thing. Right is always right. I may not have support or encouragement from anyone else, but I've got integrity. And I'm not going to let go of that. I have got to do the right thing. You've heard me say this. There is never a right way to do the wrong thing. We always must do what's right. Do you have integrity?
Hmm. Students, I also would want you to know this. God's word is important. God's word. In fact, I'm just going to share a couple of verses of scripture that, that speak to this. One is in Psalm chapter 119, verse 9. Verse 9 says, how can a young man stay pure? Or how can a young person stay pure? It's by following the rules from your parents or your teachers or doing what the president says is right or wrong. No, you stay pure by obeying the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And in verse 11, just a couple of verses later, it says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Hey, students, listen. You want to make right decisions, good godly decisions? Get this in here. Get this in here. And when push comes to show, hey, parents, you want to make right decisions? Get this in here. Don't just hear about it. No, no, no. I want you to, I want you to eat this. Devour it. No, no, don't really do that. It causes problems. But get this in here so that you will know what's right. Mm. One more thing. If I, can I just get, hey, will you turn the house lights up for me real quick? Thanks. Hey, st- I want every teenager, grade six through 12, to stand up right now. If you're a student, grade six through 12, would y'all stand up? Just, and I want you to stay standing with me for, we only have an hour left, and so just stay standing with me. And Just kidding. Now, I want you to stay standing with me for this last point. Look at me. I want you to know that you are important. We talked about God being important, your parents, your friends, and having character and integrity, all those things. Listen, God's word, listen. But I want you guys to know something. You are important. And I know that maybe we live in a culture, and and you may not hear that enough. Maybe the culture today is coming down on you, and you've you've heard this and that, don't do, don't do, don't do. And and maybe you've developed this thinking that, you know what, I really don't matter. Mm -mm. I want you to know something. You're a big deal to us, and you're important. We, 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 we've talked about it even in, in, in this, this setting here in, in this room today. Listen, you guys contribute a great deal to what God is doing here at 1910 Church. And I love that. I, I love that you guys are willing to serve. I love that, that you bring excitement to this house. Adults, is it not fun to see students jacked up for Jesus in this house? Awesome. I love... Students, listen, I love the leadership that you're bringing to this house. Listen, I want you to know something. You are important to this place. You are. I'm going to go out on a limb, but I'm going to say this. is You're also important in your home. I said, wait a minute, bro. You, you don't know what my dad just said about me this morning. <laughs> or, or you don't know. What, listen, you're important in the home. You add to the health and dynamic of your family. And the way that I believe you love your family, the way that you serve and, and, and are a help around, the house. listen, you're a tremendous asset in your home and I want you to know that. And there might be some things that maybe you could step it up in. I get that. We probably all have some room for improvement, right? But listen, I want you to know that you're important there in your family. Are you with me? And then I would just say this as well as we kind of leave, but you're important to the direction of our culture. 
in which we live. Listen, we, we need teenagers like you guys whose, whose goal and drive and aim in life is, is to live a life that honors and glorifies God. We, we need godly students who, who will stand up for what's right. Many of you gathered Wednesday morning around your school flagpoles and you prayed. It's awesome. That was a gutsy move. But many of you showed up and you did that. We need people like that. Hey, listen, can I tell you something? Your friends need godly influencers like you in their lives. They, they need you to let your light shine. They need you to show them what's right. They need you to be loyal. They need you to stand up and say, hey, bro, listen, what you're doing is not right. And I love you too much to let you continue to live like that. They need you guys. They need you to stand up and speak that into them. I just would say this to you guys. Thank you for who you are. I love hanging out with you guys. Mm. Y'all are much more fun than adults. <laughs> you are. And I love that. And I just want to say thank you guys for what you bring to this culture. In fact, I want to do something today as we kind of get ready to leave. In fact, if you're standing around a teenager, if you're not a teenager, I want to ask you if you feel comfortable moving to some of them. Let's just lay hands on our students today. Can we do that? Find someone and, and maybe move. And, and I just want us to lay hands on our kids that are standing today. And, and, and I want to give you an opportunity real quick as Cody continues to play. Uh, hey, would you just pray over them right now? Adults, let's lead. Let's pray over our kids. Let's pray. As our prayer ministry team comes to the front to make themselves available today, I want to close this with a word of prayer. Lord, thank you so much for students. Thank you for these teenagers in the house today. Lord, they could be so many other places today, but they're here. And God, I pray that they would know that you love them and you've got a great plan for their life. Father, I pray that they would know that they are important and that we need them. This culture in which we live in needs students who, who love you, students who will be men and women of tremendous character and possess integrity. We need them, God, in our culture. This church needs students who would be willing to continue to serve and, 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 and just help us advance your mission here on earth, Father. God, they're important. God, I pray for, for, for parents and student relationships. God, I pray that, God, you would strengthen them. I know, I'm a realist. I know that there are some today, they're stressed and they're strained. God, I'm asking you to show up in their homes, God, and just work a miracle. Do we believe that God can restore families? God, I'm asking for that. I'm begging you, Father, to show up. Let us be parents who, who set our gaze upon you. I pray that our, our students would, would show great honor and respect in the home, God. They would want to do that because they see a mom and dad who love Jesus, who are fair, who are gracious. But God, I thank you for our teenagers. God, thank you for how they make us better. God, thank you for their willingness to go and, and tell your story. And God, we pray a blessing over them today. They are important. Thank you, Father. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. You're dismissed.